There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's to the winds of the Norwestern Fen. Here's to the frost on the coastal path glen. Here's to the chime of the Sudanland glass. Here's to the pub just beyond the morass. Here's to the dawn of the January dry. Here's to the glug of the alcohol fry. Here's to the moon underwater. I wondered when you were going to make it down from the rooms, the rooms upstairs. Yep, I've just been in the rooms. The room, room, rooms R O O M or R H E U M. R H E U M. What? What are they? I don't know. If you've got rheumatism, you might want to hang out in a room. Yeah, that's true. No, because the Moon Underwater provided us with pretty wonderful accommodation this evening. Sort of plush. I'm going to say Elizabethan-styled four-poster get-ups. Yeah, a lot of drapes. A lot of drapes knocking around in the moon underwater because, and I think this may be a first, that we're we're here in the morning. Yes. And the sun, oh my goodness, it's Mm. bursting through the bow windows at the front. Yeah. It's quite surreal to be in the moon underwater this early. How are you finding it? Well, I'm drinking a, a coffee. Yes. Which are uh, first coffee in the moon underwater. Mm. And no bad thing. We've got a beautiful sort of, uh, I guess it's quite a Victorian coffee setup here uh, with various cast iron grinders. And then you sort of boil it all in an enamel <laughs> jug of some description. Uh, but it, it does the job, doesn't it, Rob? It absolutely does. And I've had some. I, well, the closest approximation is cornflakes, but it's more like manna from heaven, you know? Oh, manna from heaven, Manna yeah. from heaven that w- was just sort of laying across the plains. To the manna born. To the, to the manna born, indeed. And we're excited to be here in the morning because as the sun rises, it brings with it uh, various, I guess they're like enormous doves, like doves the size of 
doves the size of horses uh, that are pulling along our guest through the clouds and uh, settling him down in in the dew-soaked glades here in the correct realm and uh, shuffling him towards the door. They're sort of nudging him with their head like doves want to do. And uh, we have our first morning early rising guest here. It's Pat Sharp. Good morning, gentlemen, and what a uh, what a fine start to the day. That was a brilliant intro. I mean, I was taken away by that. Thank you so much. Yes, you've been taken away from uh, the other realm, where we spend most of our time, into the correct realm, where the moon underwater uh, reveals itself. And it's very fitting that we're here in the morning, because mornings have played a huge part in, in your career, uh, certainly in your career on radio. So uh, my first question is, what, what part has the pub been able to play in a day that starts very early? Well, the best thing about doing this podcast is that when I was asked to do it, I didn't really say anything, and I'm not sure if this is going to affect it, but I'm not really a huge drinker. So being in a pub for me is generally sort of seeing everybody else having a great time and me being sort of on the side just going, oh, yes, another orange juice for me. I mean, I do have the odd drink, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be, don't stop the podcast because you're saying, oh, my God, we've got the wrong guy, he's teetotal. I mean, I'm just not a huge drinker. I like sort of sweet drinks. So everything I kind of drink is in moderation and I can watch other people get a bit smashed. So for me, it's always been looking on, not being in. Well, that's Mm. a very healthy way to be. And also a nice way to experience the sort of the other elements of pubs, the socialising, the the laughter, the songs, the music, um, and not just seeing it as a place to get completely off your bonds. Mm. Would it not really be feasible to be quite a big drinker with, with your schedule? Well, this is a great point because I've always driven myself to all my gigs and I've been doing what I do now for 40 years, just celebrating my 40th anniversary. So, wow, you know, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's not what the audience says. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I love driving myself to gigs. This summer, I did one weekend where I had five gigs. I did London Minehead, Minehead Sunderland, Sunderland Ayrshire, Ayrshire Bogner, all in one weekend with five different shows. And it was 1,370 miles. And, you know, as much as uh, the riders often say, oh, do you want a bottle of Grey Goose? I go, no, you're all right, thanks. Just uh, just a fizzy water for me and some lime cordial. And, uh, you know, so that's how I'm able to do it. And, you know, driving myself and, and getting on a plane and being on the ball and getting up early and then doing a show, which is very different when you're, you know, you're 61 compared to when you're you're 20 when I started, is, uh, is sort of quite important for me that I am on the ball and that I'm not smashed and not drinking, you know. So uh, with my work, I definitely would never really have a drink apart from perhaps a, uh, a Copperberg. And that would probably be the alcohol free one, you know, because it tastes like nail varnish. <laughs> <laughs> How, how do you how do you keep sane on those long drives? Well, I listen to uh, podcasts, obviously, like yourself, and uh, I do actually. I do listen to, to various podcasts, and also I actually listen to nothing because I quite enjoy not having the radio station I work for, Greatest Hits Radio, on. Not because I don't like it, but because it just gives me time to myself to concentrate on the drive. Uh, to enjoy some of the scenery and to um, keep an eye on ways to make sure that I'm going in the right direction as quickly as I possibly can to get to my next gig. Wow. You sound like someone who's sort of happy with their own thoughts. What's that like? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to ask me that. (laughs) 
um, I suppose, yeah, I am. I often think about, you know, getting to the next show and what I'm going to do and how it's differing because I might be going from an 80s gig to a 90s one trying to work out which section of my CD pouch is going to have the right CD in. Yes, I play off CD. Nice. They give me a dirty look now because there's so many DJs these days who turn up and somebody, their TM, their tour manager, will plug in a USB for them. And um, that USB will play and it will mix the songs because they're technically not DJs, they're personalities. And that USB will mix the songs together and, and the guy will sort of, or girl, will shout over the top of them. And then they'll be out the front doing some selfies when the song changes. And they'll think, oh, I better run back and pretend I'm twisting some knobs here. Let's just fade this one in. But it's already cross-faded into the next track. So I'm really a real dj and always have been and i love what i do and i play all my sets uh, as live you know with cds and i flick through them and change the cd when there's 20 seconds to go and put another one in much more fun than just having a memory stick with a pre-planned set so for me uh the thoughts in my head are just uh, as to what's coming up and how i will do it and uh, equally hopefully that there'll be some people there to receive what i'm going to do I mean, I love CDs. Um, there's a brilliant, I think it's a TikTok going around this week. It's a, an American mom whose daughter is telling her to get rid of her CDs because she doesn't have a CD player <laughs> because she can access anything quicker than you can get it out of the CD case, is what the daughter's saying. And the mum's just going, I'm not getting rid of the CDs. Yeah. Like this. And I really strongly identified with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I still make as well. I've had to buy a drive for my Mac so that I can make mm. CDRs. So I'll take songs off my uh, off my playout system that I've got here and put them onto CD so that I can then take them to my gig by adding them there. So it's a, it's a longer way round. I quite enjoy making the CDs and then getting there and hoping that they actually play and an error code doesn't come up. So... Uh, that's always good fun as well when you've got something ready for your Oktoberfest gig and you suddenly haven't got the the, the money money version that you want. So uh, it's it's all a learning curve for for people listening who go, you know, what CD? I mean, for me, it's like saying, well, I've still got my vinyl, but I haven't really got a turntable. And yet, people do now. People are buying vinyl, and they are buying very expensive turntables to play their vinyl on. Every year for Mother's Day and for her birthday, my mum always asks me to make her a CD and I'll sort of make her a compilation of the songs I've been listening to that year. Love that. And then last year, she, I said, oh, what do you want for your birthday? And she said, oh, I'd love another one of your compilations. And I had to say, I'm afraid I can't make them anymore. Mm. And she said, well, why? And I said, well, the computer I've got doesn't have a CD drive. Yeah. And, she just sort of said, I'm not sure I'm in tune with the world anymore. <laughs> but but yeah. then you think, well, why do things have to change? I know. I suppose in a way things change because they, they get easier. It's much easier if I had all my music on USBs, like the aforementioned uh, mixed DJs who have everything on there all pre-planned. Uh, but I don't want to do that. I want to go there, do my job, and then flick through and be able to choose a song that perhaps I wouldn't have chosen if it was just sitting there on the next track or mixed in premix to the uh, to the USB. So that's why, my, you know, some people say, they write to us and they say, oh, can you send Pat's um, playlist over for what he's going to play? And, you know, they get an email back saying, no idea, he'll play what's right for the crowd on that night and as it mm, works. Nice. So you'll sound so busy uh i mean even when i was sort of uh on the circuit as a stand-up in the start of my career i wasn't pulling in that many miles in two days that's that's it's an extraordinary um journey to get through a lot of people will remember you from funhouse 
that sort of stalwart of uh, 90s TV. It was a huge, huge show. What was the sort of schedule with that like? Was Were you sort of partying afterwards? How did you sort of... Uh, how did you relax or celebrate after a after a show record? Well, Funhouse is uh, is an amazing thing for me because I have so many people who mention it whenever I go anywhere. Literally, I'll get some guys about six foot seven come up to me at the gig and go, "You pass up." I go, uh, um, <laughs> "Well, uh, yeah." And he says, "Yes, just want to say you made my childhood." And I go, well, that's probably just as well, isn't it? Because <laughs> look at you. And, um, you know, it's it's great. And people remember it with a nice affinity from a time when they uh, didn't have a, a mortgage or rent or relationship or job worries or anything, and electricity bills. They just remember it from chucking down their school bag on a Friday afternoon. There wasn't a million choices. They didn't have a mobile phone. They weren't looking for likes. Nobody was jumping on any kind of social media or internet. And um, there were two uh, blonde twins next to me shaking their pom-poms. So for most people, what's not to like? You know, it was just there, in your face, brightly coloured, lots of gunge and great prizes at the end with some kids sort of winning a trip to Niagara Falls. And with only four TV channels, you know, it, it was um, it was a brilliant show to uh, to sort of get out there at the time. But when you say, what did I do? The funny thing about Funhouse and the reason why I mentioned the guy saying you made my childhood is that even though it ran for a decade, I only spent 10 weeks of my life actually making it because we would go. For Whoa. One... <laughs> yeah, this is the weird thing. We would only go for one week a year. We go to STV, so Scottish television, the uh, Scottish branch of ITV. And we would go up to Calcaddens in Glasgow and we would record two shows a day for seven days. And, um, you know, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, all set up. And that would be 14 shows, which is three and a half months worth of Fridays. And on the air it went. And then I wouldn't do it again for another year. So I just took a week's holiday from Capital Radio and went to record the show. Amazing. That's extraordinary. But you seem sort of really really cool with the fact that something you've spent a very small amount of your time doing has is, is sort of the big thing that you're known for and I think a lot of people wouldn't have that sort of attitude they might feel like um, sort of pigeonholed or would not like people coming up to them but it's it's such a great thing to have it's so few people get that level of exposure and uh, are so warmly thought of for the the projects they do and wait a whole career for something like that to come up and it never does. Oh, you're totally right. I mean, you know, for that show, it is, you know, people will say to me, oh, I loved you on Capital Radio. All right, you're on Greatest Hits Radio now. Or I became a DJ because I heard you, blah, blah, blah. But most people just look at me and just go, Funhouse. And that's literally it. They don't even say whether they, it's just like, I don't even have David, David Beckham do that. I sat at a table where I got ushered across by, uh, by Victoria once at the Nordoff Robbins lunch about 20 years ago or so. And uh, she ushered me over with her finger, and I thought, well, I can either sit here or wait for her to come over here, or I can go. So I went, and uh, and I sat next to her, and she just said, I just want to say I heard you on the radio the other day, and you um, you mentioned my uh, my autobiography, and it was called Learning to Fly, and uh, you didn't take the mick out of me or David. You were just nice and said it was a good book, and blah, 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 oh. and um, that was really kind of you. And I went, oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, not a problem. I thought it was a good book. Thanks a lot. And in the meantime, David Beckham was just staring at me, and I just, you know, he was like sitting next to her just going... And I, thought, and I thought, well, I, I got to look around because he is the England captain at the time. So, yeah. so I looked around. But that was the noise he was making. Yeah. She go, and then, yeah. but it was. I just could hear something going as if like he should be joining in because I was only looking at her because she was the one who was talking to me. And she goes, "Oh, this is David." I went, "Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, I know, yeah." Hi, how are you? Like, and he goes, "Love Funhouse." <laughs> 
so that was quite cool. And I went, cool, like I like your football. Yeah, brilliant, well done. So uh, you know, it was just when when the England captain says love funhouse, you know, you've hit the the pinnacle, haven't you? Yeah, we're going to be, I think, creating a pub like no other with you because this is the pub of your own design. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a place where you watch other people have fun. This this can be to your own um, specifications. Yep. It doesn't have to have any alcohol in. Uh, but let's start by sort of talking about the sort of place you'd want to see when you walk in. Okay. Um, so my perfect pub would be something that's very countryfied. I've always enjoyed going to a country pub. You know, if uh, if we're out and about, me and my wife, and we, and we see a country pub, we'll tend to pop in. I mean, I'm her designated driver and have been for the 37 years that we've been married. So she will uh, she will drop into the pub, have a few have a few wines or whatever she likes, Germany wine actually, and um, then I will carry on driving, which is great because. I'm very happy doing the driving, as you know, for my work, so I might as well continue it for uh, my other work of driving my wife from pub to pub. So if, <laughs> if we, the unpaid work. So if we go in, uh, Monica and I, and we'll go into a pub, uh, we'll sit down, and that pub would have to be, uh, it would have to have some wooden beams, it would have to have a lot of character, it would have to have a fireplace, even if it wasn't lit and it was the summer, and it would have to have a pub garden as well where we could perhaps uh, sit with the dog as well to make sure that we could all go together. Oh, very nice. So you're, you're, we're talking about a dog-friendly pub here because the nation is split about dogs in oh, pubs. Okay. Now, I, I love a pub when they say you can bring the pub in. There's quite a few places near where we are in Hertfordshire where you can just bring the pub, uh, bring the pub in. You can bring the, you can <laughs> bring bring the, the pub, pub into the dog. And, uh, <laughs> and you're allowed to just sit there with your dog. And, and if the dog's well-behaved and isn't barking all the time, it just lies there and they, they're happy to give the dog a bowl of water or a glass of Pinot, then everyone's a winner, aren't they? <laughs> I did have a, a friend at school who, whenever we went round for sort of house parties when we were a teenager, would pour his dog uh, a pint of Foster's into his bowl. And uh, wow. in fairness, the dog lapped it up. I think Buster is probably not, being a Tibetan terrier, he's not the biggest uh, dog in the world. But I have seen a friend of mine give his dog a, a beer and a bag of crisps at the pub because he was having the same thing. And that was a great big Newfoundland. And uh, she was just you know, gobbling that up. I think she even ate the bag, actually. She was slightly oh, dangerous. But, um, you know, either way, I have seen that before, yeah. But our dog's very happy just to lie down because we'll often go to a pub as well with me not being the, the biggest drinker, you know, to have a pub lunch, a Sunday roast or something. So I quite enjoy that, especially in the country pub, as I say, with the, with the wooden beams above and the wood burning the embers in the fire. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So in this countrified pub with its beams and fireplace and dog, uh, what would you like to see on draft? Your first two draft choices, please. Well, this is where I'm going to start to falter in your podcast, not knowing technically (laughs) what a draft is, unless it's something coming under the door. (laughs) Um, Well, draft is when uh, you would either have a pump or you can have it on the, the, the... the, the soft drink gun on keg or cask. So it's basically anything you could pour into a glass from a tap. Okay, so I would choose a draft lager of your choice, not knowing too many, because I am quite a shandy guy and I do like Ooh. it. Now, this is where I get confused and you're going to find it really odd because I always say, and it takes me hours to explain, that I want a lager top as opposed to a lemonade top. Is that right? Mm. I said that right. So I want... lemonade and 10% lager. Wow. Right. I've never heard it done that way around. So I often, when I'm in Edinburgh, I often doing the festival, when I come off stage, I sometimes, because I'm a bit thirsty, but also sort of relieved from the show, I want something between a shandy and a pint. So I had to come up with a system of communicating that to the the member of bar staff. So I, I would call it a... A, a lager top with a big top in the <laughs> bottom. So basically what I was asking for is a third of lemonade and the rest topped up with lager. Um, but I'd never come across the, the 90-10 split. I think you would have to call that a lemonade top. Yeah. Um, no, no, you, surely you'd call it the lager top, don't you? Because it's got lager on the top. Oh no, maybe it is a lemonade top. Perhaps the lager's at the bottom. Yeah, a lager top would be... Even though you're you're right, it may not make sort of complete sense. A lager top would be a sort of pint with with a, about an inch left at the top. Which you you would fill up with uh, lemonade. I'd always think it's not really to do with where the drink is. It's it's, <laughs> it's a lager top is you're topping up lager with uh, lemonade. Yeah, this is brilliant because I'm really learning because this is why I have the problem <laughs> because when I go in, I have to say something. <laughs> Just tell them you want a load of lemonade and put some lager in it. And I'm going, right, so I want 90% of this. And they're looking at me and they're yeah. going, what? what do I do? And then they go, well, I've got to charge you for a lager. I go, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, go ahead. And then they go, which lager do you want? I go, it doesn't matter because there's <laughs> not much in it. <laughs> How does the lager sit? Does, do you see any, does it all kind of blend together or does the lager kind of sit on top of the lemonade in the, in the glass? Oh, no, it blends together. It just looks like, it just looks like sort of a, someone who's had a wee uh, from a really uh, good day drinking lots of water. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want. I, I think, Pat, yeah. we've got an opportunity here to to invent 
this specific shandy. Yeah. And mm. I think we're going to have to call it the Sharpie. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Well, don't tell the people to make those pens. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can spell it with a Y. There's a sharp slager as well, isn't there? You could use yeah. sharp slager. Well, harp lager, their, their whole harp, uh, campaign was harp. Stay sharp to the bottom of the glass. Ooh, yes. Yeah. And they also had time for a cool sharp harp. So you, you could have time for a cool Pat Sharp. Mm. <laughs> Not sure there's ever been a time for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on draft, we've got the Sharpie. Yeah. That's what we're going for. 90% Thank you. lemonade, 10% lager. I don't know how many people are going to drink it in your pub. No one's going to drink that because it's wimpy, isn't it? It's wet and it's... No, it's good. Yeah, it's very refreshing. I mean, th- that's a real... That's a rite of passage when you work behind a bar where someone... You get told how to make a, how to make a good shandy because mm. there are different techniques. Yeah. Lemonade first. Stir it round with a spoon, something metallic to get the bubbles out of it and then pour the lager on top so it doesn't fizz up too much. This is turning into the jam and cream thing with the scones, which are then yeah, called, it is. Then called scones, <laughs> so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder if this drink is going to be quite, not kid-friendly, but say you had a sort of 13 or 14-year-old with a couple who, who's in a pub, but they're not really getting to pub age yet, but might make them feel a little bit older if they could have uh, a 10% shandy. Yeah. It'd be about as alcoholic as a, a shandy lolly. It's that yes. kind of level. <laughs> yeah. God, did they make those? Yeah, they're great. Wow. I don't know if they make them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what about your second uh, draft option, Pat? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> you've really stumped me now. What would I do? I mean, say you're in, um, you know, those really fancy uh Coke machines where you can literally press anything on the LCD screen. Oh yeah, yeah. When you go yeah. to like a Nando's or a big McDonald's, what w- what would you go for? What would be your soft drink? All oh, right, okay. So I quite like a Fanta Lemon, as they're called in uh, Spain, more Limon. So mm. uh, you always get them uh, when I'm in Ibiza. I see them everywhere compared to here, where it's always Fanta Orange. You don't see much Fanta Lemon here. So a Fanta Limon I find to be very refreshing, and I would get that little. Uh, Whatever you call it, the the presse thing that I call it, where they just have all the different buttons and you, and you know, when you have that though, I, I don't like those. I would always ask for it from a bottle. That's something I am going to put my foot down about in this pub because I cannot bear that that presse thing because it's just it's a bit like the old Soda Stream. It's not quite the real deal, even with the lemonade or the Coke, is it? So I would always ask for an actual bottle from behind the bar. And to to be honest with you, if I'm going to ask for a bottle. There is nothing nicer, and I know this isn't a, a natural draft, but there is nothing nicer than a natural bottle of real Coke with ice and lemon. Okay, so we're starting to uh, fill out these choices here. Yeah. So I think what we've got is is lager and lemonade as your two draft choices, and your bottles and cans, which is the next uh, segment You've nailed it because you've got Fanta Lemon and real Coke. Does that sound good to you? Yeah, it does sound good to me. I would rarely have it because uh, I try to avoid having too many sugary drinks. I do drink a lot of water. I've got one of those zippy cups, as my wife calls them, because I'm always sipping from it. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are the best things to have during the day, especially as it's got the sort of uh, listings on the side as to how well you've done by 11 a.m. and then well done at the bottom, refill, and then up to 2 p.m. and into the afternoon. So I've always got that with me. Wow. So does it tell you off if you haven't drunk enough water? <laughs> well, the top is red, so it's angry if you don't, but uh, no, it doesn't change colour or anything. You just, you're just meant to go through it and then fill you it. Ju- you just sense it's disappointed. Yeah, you do. You do. Because <laughs> and I'm 
disappointed as well. I get to the end of the <laughs> night, and even after I brush my teeth, I think, well, I haven't quite finished that, so I'll have another sip, 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 and then do the extra steps as well for my uh, Fitbit and do a bit more on the stairs. Oh, really? Are you are you an, an, an interior... 10,000 stepper. I have done that. I've got, it says, not too long now to complete your ring or whatever it is. And I think, oh, good. So I'll just run up and down the stairs a couple of times or walk at the end of the day. But it's nice when you get that vibration on your arm, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, I don't have one, but I think, John, you were saying Martin Lewis is the same. Like, if he hasn't done his 10,000 steps, he'll just walk around the bedroom until he's done them. He does like 20,000 steps a day. Really? Well, I've I've done 25, I'll have you know. Whoa. Whoa. Well, I think Martin Lewis does it on a, um, a like a running Step machine indoors. No, yeah. you've got to be outside. Take the dog with you. You know that's why our dogs, you know, got short legs because he hides, and uh, you know he, he can't bear all the walking. But I, I regularly do ten, if not twenty, twenty-five a day. Twenty's an awful lot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So one way I've got my ear, ear pods, and off I go. And uh, I make sure I do at least one one in the morning and one in the afternoon because uh, the majority of my days when I'm not in the car uh, um, are are at home, so I can work from here and then just take the walk when I fancy it. But I'll always go outdoors, whatever the weather. Yeah. So when you put your ear pods in and you're not listening to a podcast, what would be your sort of what music really gets you going? And is it are you able to sort of play enough of the music you like on the Greatest Hits radio shows? Well, on my station, obviously, the music's programmed and uh, I play what's there for me next. I mean, we have a, we have a slot where somebody requests a song and uh, that, that's absolutely fine. But in general, I'm not choosing the music, but I do like the music that we play and that's why I represent it hopefully well. And that's the sort of thing that I listen to. I listen to all sorts of music not just the greatest hits but even the new stuff but it would have to be something that's commercial and poppy and uh not rappy or anything just something that's got a great tune to it i've always liked a great pop song to be honest with you Mm -hmm. well uh what a pub this is shaping up to be a country pub with a brand new drink invention uh the sharpie a pint of sharpie please uh lemonade and any lager on draft and Fanta Lemon and Real Coke in bottles. But we now head over to uh, the lovely Robin Allender uh, for the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down. It's time for the quiz. He played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger, that wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey had been deducted five points. Yes, thanks John. Uh, Welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. And as we are welcoming the host of Fun House into the Moon Underwater this week, this quiz is all about fun. Fun in pop music. There's a lot of fun in pop music with bands like Big Fun, Fun Boy 3, and fun. Um, so three questions about fun in pop music. We'll go through the uh, questions now and then do the three answers after the break. So if you, you need to make notes, Pat, feel free. As uh, I'm guessing, Pat, that you're usually the most clear-headed person in a pub quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Are you the secret weapon? Yeah, being the lightweight drinker that I am. I mean, generally, to be honest with you, I'm not great at pub quizzes because I'm generally hosting them. Right. So people always say, do you want to host it? They don't want me on the table, especially. Oh, wow. And they go, oh, he's got no... 
So I host quite a few of them uh, and have done over the years. But your pop music knowledge must be pretty good it's, by now, though. You know though. what? It's, it's okay, but it kind of cuts off a bit like the people you hear on Radio 2 with Ken Bruce when they ask, yeah. ask him when he asks something about 2010 and they go, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. <laughs> yeah. And after 80s. Oh, no, no. 90s, funhouse years. 90s, fun, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So question one in the in the fun pub quiz is, in Fun, 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 the Beach Boys sang that she'll have the titular Fun, Fun, Fun until what? She'll have Fun, Fun, Fun until what? Okay. Uh, the Beach Boys there. Question two, you make loving fun, or so sang soft rock cocaine enthusiasts Fleetwood Mac. But which <laughs> member of Fleetwood Mac wrote and sang the smash hit You Make Loving Fun? From their album Rumours. No, it's all true. <laughs> so, who wrote and sang You Make Loving Fun? Uh, question three. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, or so sang Cindy Lauper in her 1983 smash hit, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Cindy, <laughs> Cindy Lauper also sang the lead single from the soundtrack to which 1985 classic kids film? She also had a cameo in the film singing the song on TV. So, which film did Cindy Lauper provide the soundtrack for? Is question three. So, there we have it. The fun pub quiz. Well, I have to say, Robin, that was an awful lot of fun. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? And what a fun time we're having uh, with Pat Sharp, uh, who is creating a pub that so far has lemonade and lager on draft, Fanta Lemon and Real Coke in bottles. Uh, but we leave you now with those fun tenterhooks uh, holding you to the floor, and we will relieve you of your uh, excitement at the start of part two. So do stick with us. And uh, just a reminder to head to moonunderpod.com for all your Patreon and merch needs. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.